0: Sorry, I just got like an insane stabbing pain I, in my I chest. I can see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just look over, just see. Kayla says, <laughs> "I'm
0: <It's> just dying." <laughs>
1: like a ghost. This is like the
0: fifth time it's happened today. I hope just, I'm not dying. Right. Uh,
1: the spirits be getting you.
0: That would be a better explanation, probably. Doing yoga, I was like in cobra. <laughs> I was like about to press up, and my I got like, a stabbing pain. Like,
1: mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing that bodies do. Just they just randomly then, inflict pain. They'll just be like, "Hey, uh, I know you're just hanging out, but what if you thought you were having a heart attack?
0: Or what if you get a Charlie horse immediately as you wake up? Oh god, if that happens to you? I've had <laughs> one Charlie horse in my life.
1: I don't. It's not a Charlie horse. Well, first of all, what's a Charlie horse?
0: I, I think it's just like a really intense cramp. Yeah, but it's always leg.
1: it's always in my calf. Hmm.
0: Most I don't of know. The time, you talk, I'll look it up.
1: Anyways, there's one of my favorite things my body does to me is I will be sleeping soundly, knocked out, drool on my pillow. Mm-hmm. That good good, you know? It happens to me about two times a year, but when you're in it, good lord. And then my body will decide, this man's too comfortable. We've never let him have this sort of comfort. <laughs> Let's cut that out. And I wake up. I don't, I don't wake up and then feel it. <laughs> it wakes me up. Yeah,
0: because that my calf it. is just seizing.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's.
0: I will give you the definition of a Charlie horse: a sudden involuntary contraction of one or more muscles mm. in the legs.
1: Why is it called a Charlie horse? I
0: couldn't tell you, but a Charlie horse is often due to long exercise or physical labor, especially in the heat, dehydration, age, pregnancy. <laughs> And certain medical conditions may increase the risk of Charlie horse.
1: Fantastic. Well, I I do be dehydrated. But legitimately, I have to fly out of bed. Because the only thing that helps is standing and like putting pressure on my leg, the calf that's struggling. So I just like (gasps) bounce straight to my feet, stand on it, and just like, oh, fuck, man, why? And then my leg is sore for two to three days after.
0: Mm -hmm. It says a Charlie horse is harmless. But can be very painful. <laughs> it, can it often be. awakens people during the night. Really? Uh huh. <laughs> you're not. You're not a unique thing, honey. I oh, hate to tell you that, but man. you're not
1: special. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Good to know someone else. Someone else out there is feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. You and I know.
0: I know. Thousands of women every day are feeling what I'm feeling in my chest. So mm. we're good.
1: Man, am I right?
0: Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kayla, and I'm here with Eddie, and we are the Show Dependent Podcast.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It is the podcast that goes in and examines our codependent tendencies, or as we call it here, our
0: show-dependent tendencies,
1: with the things that we love, be them TV shows, movies, books, video games, just anything that entertains us, that changes our lives, and makes us look back and think, hmm, where was I when I first met this? And how do I feel about this thing today? Why did this thing change me the way that it did?
0: I'm forever changed. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) That that was my impression of an old man on his deathbed. And then he learns, like, a life-altering fact about somebody he knows. Mm -hmm. He he,
1: he learns that it was actually not pronounced "the bussy Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God, believe
0: it. I'm... Forever change. <laughs> and then dies. <laughs> All these years. Anyway, how are you doing today?
1: <laughs> Besides right. being stuck
0: on this ussy joke,
1: I'm feeling pretty good. You seem
0: to. W- it's not going away.
1: <laughs> Feel a little loose.
0: Yeah, you're really loopy today.
1: You know, I'm excited. Had a little run today. Feel good. Feel like I really earned. You know, doing things. Mm, see, I got, got my exercise out the way.
0: That's nice.
1: Active. Mm-hmm. What was it? Nickelodeon, 60 minutes of play oh yep yep, just yep. you know getting out there got I remember 52
0: remember the verb campaign
1: it's what you do it's what you do and then every remember when they would be like today Nickelodeon's off the air yep go do go something go
0: outside you loser
1: and then you and sit then there and you
0: there. just surf the channels and find and something you flick else.
1: one up to 45 and Cartoon Network's on there you go it wasn't the next one I think 36 was Nickelodeon 36 was Nick 45 was Cartoon Net mm-hmm. and then 46 was like Nat Geo
0: yeah and then Sometimes you could get Disney, depending on your provider. 37. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Chaos.
1: Ain't, ain't that something? What? I could not tell you, because like, my parents have cable boxes. And mm-hmm. obviously, the numbers are all wild and the hundreds and stuff.
0: Yeah, they're like, what was on 2034 B?
1: Could not tell you today what channel like Nickelodeon is. No, it's because but,
0: we have streaming services now.
1: Yeah, but I remember 36. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon as a kid.
0: Absolutely. What was 32? I think that was ESPN. PBS. Oh, ESPN. <laughs> what well, was probably, got it. Well, it was nah, like nah, public nah. like, broadcast. Like, yeah, so, so it would do sports. Yeah, PB- I think it no, also... PBS
1: was like six.
0: Oh, I guess it was six or four.
1: No, six was the WB. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting.
0: This is just stream of consciousness. I'm happy you're feeling good because I think I gave myself a potential sinus infection from the amount of incense I've been burning.
1: How worth it?
0: It's probably worth it, it. Smells nice. I was like doing yoga and I was like <sighs> getting the black <blackberry> <laughs> I was like looking <laughs> up at the air in the room because it was like yeah. and I was like, Oh god, there's just a <laughs> cloud above me. Uh-huh. Probably why I sound the way I do right Maybe. now.
1: Maybe you got that got that nice uh, <gasps> ceremonial <clears> throat> smoke throat> in your lungs. Ooh. Yeah, incense will get you.
0: Yeah, it got me good. I've been falling asleep with it burning. I know that's not safe, probably.
1: Honestly though. But it's so can I, soothing. Can I say something stupid. Yes. But a thing that I wish. Hmm. I wish. And I know that someone's going to say, oh, just lights. But I wish that there were candles that you could safely burn and leave burning while you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. I want to light 10 candles around me and just fall asleep. The nice. The zen. You know? Yeah. And it's, not worry.
0: It's so nice. I've been putting on like a, it's called a sound bath. But you know, like, the, the singing bowls? Yeah. It's like a person playing the singing bowls for, like, four hours. Right. And you just you just put that on. And I look at the little light on my incense burn, mm-hmm. And I just fade.
1: Nice. It's great. Yeah, see, for me, I just put on Avatar. Mm. And as I hear Zuko awkwardly trying to get people to like him, who he was trying to kill two months ago, I just... Hmm... Fade off to sleep, and then it's just all black until I wake up.
0: Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice.
1: We've gone on long enough. Here we are.
0: Yep, we it made is, it.
1: You made it. Unless you need to catch up, go back, because we are on episode three, book three, of our Avatar The Last Airbender series. <laughs> it's time to take down the fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Sorry. Not only the sound, but just looking over you just like the head shaking, but eyes staring forward.
0: I'm in a really weird attitude. <laughs> it's like space the
1: wild, play. like you you're <laughs> a parent of a kid playing Little League. And oh, you're just yeah. <laughs> just my kid's gonna make it. <laughs> as, the so fuck, as the beer just flows through your veins.
0: My body's so heavy. Love oh my God!
1: It. Let's get focus. It's time to get this finale underway. If you are not caught up, guess what? We have episode one, episode two, of our Avatar: The Last Airbender series in the library. Go on back, get you a download, catch up. If you haven't watched the show, it might behoove you to watch it.
0: Oh, the show is better than us.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, we. I would hope so.
0: We're doing it a disservice. Everybody should know (laughs) (laughs) Just by talking about it. It's like, oof. Yeah. Come on, guys.
1: (laughs) Go watch it. Go listen. Then come back. Because we're about to talk about season three. Which, again, they call a book. It's called Fire.
0: Why do they call it a book instead of a scroll?
1: I don't know. Because scroll doesn't sound as cool.
0: Scroll one.
1: No. Go to sleep. (laughs) Uh. Uh. And then (laughs) old age of... 30 takes you off to death.
0: Take me back. <laughs> back in the day.
1: Book three, fire. Let's get right into it. And go steady, talking about why we love this series and its final season so much.
0: This season starts off with an episode called The Awakening. We get to wake aang up <laughs> after getting hit with the lightning from Azula. It's been... A few weeks.
1: Yeah, apparently long enough to where he has a full head of hair.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a fuzzy little little chick. Just yeah. Boop.
1: So I don't know how fast his hair grows, but...
0: I mean, if you're not shaving it every day, it'll come in. Basically, this episode is just kind of dealing with how Aang kind of feels like he failed, which he did. Um, but you're a loser! <laughs> Similar to Zuko, Aang now feels like he kind of has to restore his honor. But the good thing about Aang failing is now everybody, and especially the Fire Nation, thinks that the Avatar is dead.
1: That's silver lining. Sometimes you got to take the L to take the dub.
0: Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to try to come up with something funny to say about like how I've taken more L's than W's, but I couldn't come up with anything.
1: Well, how many L's do I got to take to get one dub?
0: Too many. <laughs> This is a good episode because we get to see like a, a darker edge to Aang and he gets kind of desperate. It's kind of sad because everybody kind of recognizes that Aang is in a really dark place, and they want to help, but he's just not having any of it.
1: Yeah, no, he's angsty. He runs <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> angsty. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Hey. Wee. Yeah. yeah. I'm pointing. Nice job. That was funny. Oh thank God he's gone. Okay, now we can now we can actually have fun again, guys. Okay. Well oh hey, welcome back.
1: Hey, you know a uh, job market, huh? Oof. Tough one out there. I guess. I uh think I need to come back.
0: All right, well come on back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. oh Aang essentially tries to jeopardize the whole mission.
0: He's yeah. If he gets wild. if
1: he gets seen, that's it. But he realizes he needs to hide himself. That's mm-hmm. the right thing to do. He has the chance to bounce back, and really make a difference. It's time to lay low.
0: You better stay dead, boy.
1: Mm-hmm. And elsewhere, just to set up our man Zuko. He is at home, but he is immediately feeling weird. Doesn't like it.
0: Vibes are off. Ooh, Azula. Scheming. Mm-hmm.
1: And so we go to the next one.
0: Mm-hmm. The Headband. A fun episode. Not extraordinarily important. It's more of just like Footloose and <laughs> some, some light propaganda. Yeah. Um, Very... And by light, I mean the American school system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just
1: political lies and war crimes covered up as glory-filled battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, we're still setting it up. It's called the headband because they just get disguises. And
0: he's got to cover his tattoo.
1: He goes to a Fire Nation school, as we said, propaganda. They may as well have just had them do the Declaration of Independence.
0: I think you meant to say the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine reciting the entire Declaration of Independence every fucking day at school? Listen. That would suck.
1: I don't pay attention. it would be
0: like three minutes long. To America. Same.
1: The standout really is, other than the footloose, which is fun.
0: Yeah, it's lighthearted. It's cute.
1: Mm hmm. Is just how funny Sokka is. Oh my God. I love the line: Aang's in trouble. He's acting like Aang's father. The headmaster's pissed. And Sokka being the father.
0: And Katara's the mom. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. Sokka just says, you know what? When we get home, I'm going to straighten this kid up something fierce.
0: Hilarious.
1: Big laughs. I, I love also it.
0: think this is going to be controversial.
1: Oh, my God. Sokka you?
0: is hotter when he looks like the dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bearded up. He
0: looks good.
1: Oh, and the hair down, too? I like
0: it. I do love his hair down.
1: Yeah, Sokka hair down is like, who's that? Who
0: is that zaddy? And then
1: you remember, oh, shit, that's Sokka.
0: I know. It's it's easy to not recognize mm. him because you know, he's got a top knot, too. Yeah. So.
1: But it ends. They get away from this footloose party that kind of turns into Spartacus. The last important thing is that Zuko, thinking, and now Azula's in his head saying, Oh, well, if the Avatar's dead, then you're all good. Because I told Pappy that
0: Your father.
1: you killed the Avatar. So if he's dead, he's dead. And if not, then uh, it's on you. Zuko, paranoid, goes, and he seeks an assassin on the gang. He's called the Come man.
0: No, he's not.
1: This man. The is
0: combustion man not is come
1: about to come
0: <sighs> bust. From Damn, both his... <laughs> of them are. <laughs> Dang it!
1: This boy be busting from his head.
0: They are both synonyms for jizz. Come hey, and bust.
1: Something was up.
0: The only one that's An missing in? is the shin.
1: <laughs> and in.
0: Yeah, combustion. I guess it's ch-, ch. I don't know. I go ch in
1: combustion.
0: Combustin'. (laughs) I'm a combustin' man. Combustin' man. I'm a combustin' man.
1: Mm -hmm. That
0: sounds like a rap name. I
1: heard that. That's a good rap name. That's a great rap name. (laughs) (laughs) And that man, hey, when the music on, he come a-bustin'.
0: Oh my god, that's so good. Anyway, this man also looks like Ricochet from WWE. And if you don't know who that is, look him up. He's got like the same freaking face. It's great. Uh And he's got a third eye that shoots explosives basically a laser I don't know
1: it's it's we'll see more of the come man later okay so we transition from the headband to our next important episode which is Sokka's master in the headband we saw that Sokka you know he's the comic relief he's part of the group but in this episode he really feels worthless and useless it's a tough one you know especially when
0: You're being compared to literal experts in their field.
1: Yeah. Uh, Imagine being
0: like friends. You're like you're like the guy that works at Costco, which is a great thing. That's great for you. They make amazing money. But everybody else in your friend group is like a physicist or a neuroscience. Or like an actor or an actor or successful
1: rapper, Combustin' man. Oh my god. So Sokka, there's a meteor strike. Sokka can do nothing to help. Get rid of the flames and no. save the town. He's tasked with just looking after Momo.
0: Momo is... He's a slippery fish. Oh, yeah. you He'll know, get away from me. Very did, important. If you don't pay attention.
1: But he's feeling down, dejected. Katara goes over to him and is kind of nice to him, which is very rare for Katara to do for her own brother. And he says, Each of you is so amazing and so special, and I'm not. I'm just the guy that's regular.
0: Aww. Everybody go put in a, the track that goes, "Oh, poor soccer. poor baby boy, he's the he to me once I feel special.
1: The imposter syndrome is real, he feels like he doesn't belong, and if you've ever felt that way, you felt like you weren't good enough, the episode hits hard. For sure. It's awesome though, because he finds out there's a sword master in town.
0: Oh yeah! After they go shopping,
1: because mm-hmm, what Sokka makes Saka
0: loves shopping, shopping. <laughs> retail therapy is his life.
1: Absolutely, sees a nice sword, sword master in town. If you're worthy, quote unquote, he will teach you. He goes there, accidentally says his name. That'll be important later. But the master says, "Oh, I suppose you're one of these great guys who thinks he's overly worthy of my teaching." Saka says, "Well, you know, I actually I don't know." if I'm worthy. I don't know if I am good at sword fighting or if I'm worthy of you teaching me, but I want to try. Mhm. Swordmaster loves it.
0: He's like, "A humble king, come Na- f- come with me."
1: <laughs> name is Pian Dow and he's voiced by the fucking T-1000, which is wild.
0: Another hot take? Yeah. I think his voice is sexy.
1: I mean, why is that a hot take? I you don't a know. Voice?
0: I don't know. Some people probably say, oh, he's like 70 years old now. Well, <laughs> so, he's got a hey, hot voice.
1: He was not the, He's not that old.
0: Uh, he's he's got to be close to 60, at least.
1: Regardless, the gang is struggling without Sokka because there's no fun <laughs> in the their life. The flow is off. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there. Nothing fun is happening. They are
0: trying to be funny. It's not working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile... Sokka's over there working hard, but doing it in his own way.
0: Sokka style, Which I
1: think is very important for this episode because mm-hmm. it shows that, and the master gets to it at the end, that Sokka does everything at a high level, but he also does it his way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it the way that others expect him to. Yeah. And that's why he's so good at it.
0: Mm-hmm. I like. My favorite example of that is probably when he does the the exercise where he looks at the landscape for like five seconds and then he has to paint it and then he adds a rainbow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it okay if I add a rainbow?
0: Yeah, he was, he's like, hmm, you added a rainbow. Like, yeah, I thought it looked nice. <laughs> it's like, you were supposed to draw what you saw, Sokka, not what you wanted <laughs> to see.
1: You know, he makes it his own. He does. And it's also definitely a testament to putting the work in. Mm-hmm. We get to see him kind of failing at first yeah but
0: it's a learning curve
1: mm-hmm. as christian says who's in aew now the wrestler oh apparently right. something he says is that uh when you lose it's not a loss it's a learn so he's all about wins mm-hmm. and learns
0: that makes you sound real educated <laughs> saying oh, it like that oh
1: yeah <sighs> but sokka he's getting better and better and the master says it's time for us to make you a sword sokka says Ooh, i
0: have it- a special material yeah, is it
1: okay if i go get it they get a meteorite. They make a fucking meteorite. Did we solo. ever
0: look up if that was even possible? It probably is because it's just sure it like it's metal. As
1: long as it's the right
0: uh, cons- like
1: composite.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like the right mixture of rock yeah. and metal. Yeah.
1: It all ends with the master telling Sokka, you're awesome. You did fantastic. You're worthy. Sokka says, no, I lied. I'm not Fire Nation. <gasps> I'm, I'm water bender. And the master <laughs> attacks. I'm
0: waterbender. No, he's not. He's water tribe. Sorry, that too.
1: <laughs> master attacks. They go on a fight, but Sokka says, I got it, because mm-hmm. the gang tries to jump in. And throughout this whole battle, Sokka is dodging attacks, counterattacking, but again in his own way. He's
0: using all the lessons he learns from the master, but in his own little spin. Mm-hmm.
1: Getting the high ground, shouts out to Obi-Wan, using the environment, mm-hmm. just doing a great job at the end. The master says, I knew you were Water Tribe. You should have changed your name because Sokka's not a Fire Nation name.
0: Yeah. You should have gone with Lee. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: There's a thousand Lees.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Jose of the Fire Nation. Honestly. Then the master, I think, I mean, it's it's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Because he says, Sokka, you're probably the most worthy pupil I've ever had. Keep doing what you're doing. They leave and he gives them... A lotus tile.
0: A white lotus yes. pi show tile.
1: Uh-huh. And they're thinking, hmm.
0: They're like, this is a weird little trinket, but okay.
1: And we're thinking, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Way back in season one. Why is this happening and coming up now? Hmm. Mm. We'll get
0: there. Let's go to the beach, beach. Let's catch a wave. Yes. Nice. They say what they going to say. Are we going to get copywritten for that?
1: Yes, because your voice is too spot on. I knew it. I'm going to need you to be... Nikki, I'm
0: coming for you. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going
1: to need you to be worse.
0: Okay. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Is that a whale? I was
0: trying to be a whale, yeah.
1: That'd be cute.
0: It's a beach episode, guys.
1: It's a beach episode. We finally got there. Think about any slice of life anime, any romance anime, any school anime you've ever seen. They have beach episodes. Mm-hmm. What do we know about a beach episode? It's sexy. We're about to see some... Titties. Adolescent girls with fucking G-cups Ugh. just bapping on the beach.
0: Mm-hmm. Typically playing volleyball.
1: Dudes that are looking and their their face is becoming half red and they're like, Oh, oh, she's so hot. Nosebleed. What do I do? Yeah. Somehow he ends up in between her breastises. Yeah,
0: he usually trips.
1: And at the end, we're going to get fireworks. Yep. As the night sky envelops all.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was beautiful.
1: Thank you. That was very nice. It came through, right? It,
0: yeah, I, I was like, he's gonna fumble this, and then you pulled through. It was be- beautiful imagery, dear.
1: You Proud know, of you. I do pride myself on being able to struggle through and find success
0: mm-hmm.
1: in various ways.
0: There you go. But this is not a fan service-y episode.
1: No, only ever so slightly.
0: It's a very. It's like a. It's like the Salt Bay. Just sprinkled a little bit of fan service in there.
1: I mean, they're at a beach. Yeah. They're not going to... They're going to
0: wear bathing suits.
1: Exactly.
0: But Let's remember, this is Nickelodeon. They had to do things within certain parameters.
1: V-true, V-true. But here, this beach episode develops Zuko, Azula, and her friends May. I got it right. And Ty Lee. And just really shows their...
0: It really highlights their personality and also why they are the way they are.
1: Yes. And especially for Zuko, we've seen him struggling, not really enjoying being at home. And this is the episode where we start to get some answers we already know.
0: We as the audience know, because we can psychoanalyze this kid all day long.
1: But this is where he starts admitting it and outwardly saying the things that we know are going on inside him. Mm-hmm which is beautiful. Yep. Let me set you up. Okay. And then You
0: you got to you got to bump the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, you got to set the ball and I'm going to spike it.
1: Nice save. Moi pa. One nice more. receive. One more. Don't fly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're <laughs> losers. Okay, let's go.
1: Now where's that Beach episode? Mm. <laughs> bunch Kageyama. Of, mm. Bunch of dudes mm. making out.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you're into that. But no, not for me. Okay. There'd be like two girls on the beach. Mm. Because it'd be the manager and then the The, mm co-manager. The younger girl. I don't know her name. It's fine. We're going to cut all that out. It's fine. Maybe.
1: (laughs) The setup for the beach is they're on Ember Island. Some old advisors say that Ember Island reveals all. Makes you really look in yourself. Uh, Zuko and Azula used to vacation here. They go there. Some pretentious, rich kids invite them over to a party. Doesn't really go well. Zuko fights with May. Azula awkwardly tries to get guys while Tylee has every guy on her.
0: Love it. Good for you, Tylee, queen.
1: It all ends up on the titular beach. (laughs) Tits. Where Zuko makes a fire using pictures and other things from his vacation home of his family.
0: All that crap.
1: So just getting rid of it. (laughs) We memories. They're, they're not good. I mean. This man is traumatized They from... probably
0: were good at the time. Yeah. But now but they're that... just like bitter towards it. Yeah. Cause... They're
1: tainted and corrupted. and
0: Yeah. They're just jaded towards anything from their childhood.
1: Mm-hmm. Because now Z-
0: they all know it's a lie.
1: Well, Zuko does. Well,
0: Zuko believes it. anyway.
1: Zuko says he doesn't care. And Tylee transition us into the next part. Because she says, I think you do. Yep. And Zuko really makes fun of her.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they're so hard on Ty Lee. Like, she's just doing her best.
1: Because she's a bimbo. No,
0: she's not. She's actually super smart.
1: That's what they think of her. Yeah,
0: well, they're wrong. Ty Lee is very resourceful and intelligent and kind and caring and beautiful and just a great person overall.
1: So what's wrong with her?
0: <sighs> well, she thinks that her problem is because she was raised with, what, six other sisters? She was part of a matching set. She never got to feel like an individual. And that's why she thinks she ran away to like, join the circus. Was so she could actually feel like her own person instead of being constantly compared to people who looked exactly like her. Yikes. Also, they're just jealous because Tylee got game and none of them do.
1: I mean, I suppose the women, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Zuko's Zuko's a jealous fool in this episode. What do you mean? Not of her, but he's got issues uh,
1: that much is obvious yes. <laughs> may on the other hand zuko's girlfriend uh she felt like she couldn't really get attached to things she's the daughter of a politician so mm-hmm. she always had to play the dutiful daughter never be caught doing anything wrong you know the stereotype just yeah. you are the daughter of a politician you have to be perfect
0: your mistakes are everybody's mistakes if so- you slip up everybody's going down
1: So she couldn't really feel anything. And now she's sort of like the stereotype goth girl who doesn't care about anything. Mm -hmm. Sighs all the time. Zuko likes Mm -hmm. her though. He likes when she shows emotions.
0: (laughs) I guess. Very, 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 very little emotion. But yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And speaking of Zuko, it's his turn next to vent and say, ever since he's been home, the thing he's wanted for years... He has felt weird, he feels like he doesn't belong, and mo- most of all, he feels mad all the time. He's just on edge, and every little thing upsets him, and all of a sudden, Azula says, well, are you mad at me? He says, no. May says, are you mad at me? He says, no. Tylee says, are you mad at her? No. Uh, is it your dad? Is it this, this, and this? These people? Zuko says, no, 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 it's not that. They say, then what?
0: why are you mad Zuko who are you mad at and
1: then he just stops and he causes the fire the bonfire they have to burn itself out in a huge eruption and as he does that he says he's mad at himself and then the fire dies down and everyone's silent and Zuko's just looking down and he just turns around and says I'm mad at myself because I just don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore obviously he's got that inner turmoil We know that him betraying Iroh is really hurting him. And he just essentially hates himself. He hates the choices he's made and he doesn't know. Because the thing that's supposed to make him happy isn't making him happy. Yeah. So it's very sad. Mm -hmm. May comforts him. But Azula has a completely different reaction. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Azula is so jaded about everything. She responds with... Everyone played their part so perfectly because from what I can interpret from Azula, she's just a straight up sociopath and she kind of genuinely believes that nobody actually has real emotions. They're just kind of putting on a show.
1: Yeah, I mean, all her her friends, her two best friends and her brother throw their emotions out how they're feeling
0: extremely vulnerable and
1: are clearly experiencing turmoil within themselves and are hurting, and she just treats it like, oh, well, that was something. Good job. Glad you all got that out. Can we move on and do something else?
0: Yeah, congrats on your feelings. Yeah, and then she like tries to kind of blend into the group half-heartedly by saying, like, well, I could complain that my mom didn't like me. She thought I was a monster. And she was right, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> it still hurt.
1: It's kind of that thing that all people do is they slip a little bit and yeah. let it out. Even she shows
0: they're... a little tiny bit.
1: But then she recovers with a little humor. Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: She's broken. Oof. She's probably the most broken out of all of them.
1: Yeah, but she just hasn't realized it yet. Not
0: yet. Maybe she will by the end of this. We're here.
1: If we have the siren, can we get the banger alert going off? Banger
0: alert.
1: We got a banger coming through. It is this season's episode of the season. Wow! In my opinion,
0: hot take, hot take.
1: Season one had the storm. Season two, tales of bossing say. Se. Mm. Season three, the avatar and the fire lord. This episode is about Avatar Roku and Fire Lord Sozin's relationship and how this relates to Aang and Zuko. Mm-hmm. There are some just absolutely chef's kiss moments. In this episode. Yeah. That not only connect to the characters Aang and Zuko, but just sort of give us the essence of the series as a whole. Yeah. The reasons why the series is so good are all in this episode. One of the great moments is showing the brotherly bond of Avatar Roku and Fire Lord Sozin. Mm -hmm. What a way to get to their ultimate message that Aang gets to later. Mm -hmm. Of... The Fire Nation, people that are all different. Yeah. Because especially in times of war and stereotyping and racism and all that, if a country does something wrong, then all of its people are seen as that. Yeah. When that's 100% not true. So this shows how Roku and Sozin, polar opposites in the world nowadays, were best friends, essentially brothers, Yeah. and they just love each other so much. Like, Mm -hmm. they did everything together as kids. They grew up together. Sozin encourages Roku to to go after the woman of his dreams. He's his best man at the wedding. It's just, it's so sweet. And we see them laugh together and just be people. That it's more effective when we see what becomes of their relationship and what becomes of the Fire Lord. Mm -hmm. Because it's also crazy to think, like, you could think of some of the worst people in history. I won't name names, but, you know, people have committed war crimes and just hurt other people and full of so much hate. And it's wild to think of them as young kids who were probably innocent at one time. Yeah. And just, how did this happen?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very nuanced episode. You get to see so many, I mean, you put it perfectly earlier, it's so much of what makes this show great in a singular episode.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Part of that is definitely because it again shows the relationship between Aang and Zuko mm-hmm. in many ways. That's, that's the formula in this series for a banger episode, is the connection that Zuko and Aang have and how they're so similar, even though they start off as enemies. Yeah. Another beautiful, beautiful thing in this episode is when Sozin is training, he reveals that he knew Monk Gyatso Aww. when he was younger and he was training to become an airbender
0: yatsu was like a young kid he <laughs> yeah. was like probably like i don't know 10 or 11
1: yeah something like that he's
0: young <laughs> you know, no
1: beard. beard he's clean faced, mm-hmm. doesn't have his arrows yet mm-hmm. and but he's a little little trickster a mm-hmm. little troublemaker just like ang Makes was you
0: wonder where ang got it mm-hmm. from so
1: and like, and it's so nice to see that monkey yatsu was always that way yeah uh troublemaker of an old man mm-hmm. which is fantastic realized i messed up and said sozin's training it's roku's training but whatever when roku is saying this and showing that he was with monkey atso he says the line some friendships are so strong they can even transcend lifetimes which i think is a beautiful message mm-hmm. talk more about that in a second roku and Sozen's fight when Sozen reveals that he wants to essentially take over the world he's on the warpath
0: yeah, he, he tries to frame it as like, well, you know, the Fire Nation is going through a really prosperous time. We have the responsibility to share this wealth and prosperity with the other nations. We're being selfish if we don't do that.
1: Okay, Rome. Yikes. And okay, then America. Roku,
0: in, this is on Roku's wedding day. Yeah. The hey, hell? Can,
1: hey, congrats. Also.
0: Also, take over the world with me, buddy old <laughs> I'm pal. I'm on the
1: warpath. No. Roku says, in short, no, you are not doing this, and do not ever speak of this again. Mm -hmm. I will not hear it. Yeah. So's goes and does it anyway. (laughs) Roku shows up, threatens this man's life. Granted,
0: it was like two or three decades later, but still. It takes a while to throw over the world, I guess.
1: Yeah. Roku shows up, tells him, you do this again, I'm gonna kill you, and then leaves.
0: Yeah. And then Roku decides to fight a volcano?
1: Yeah, and a choice that... uh, It's a
0: stupid choice.
1: Probably not the best choice. It's a
0: very dumb, dumb choice. Why would you fight a volcano?
1: In my mind, he was trying to save the town and the houses and homes of the people who live there. I mean, people live on the island.
0: In my mind, all those people were already saved.
1: They were, but they're things.
0: I don't care about things. The people are the things that matter.
1: But where would they go? Just, Another place? Listen, I know. I know.
0: Roku was in. I mean, maybe we could blame that poor decision making on the toxic fumes that are coming out of the volcano.
1: Hey, Roku was in there killing it, though.
0: He looked great for a minute there.
1: Ang was like, You're fighting a volcano and you're winning. Roku says, Hey, hold up. Hold on. <laughs> Wait Pumps one second now.
0: <laughs> Let's not count the eggs before they hatch.
1: And this, this whole episode, I should mention, is the voice of Roku and the voice of Sozen and their perspective saying this was happening. And I saw my brother doing this and all that. So when Roku's finding the volcano, it goes to sozen and he says, the rumblings I felt from Roku's island were felt hundreds of miles away. I had never seen a disaster such as this. And we see sozen go in, says, need a hand? And Roku, elated to see his old buddy, his brother Sozin, there to help him.
0: Best friends.
1: They fight the volcano, but as they're trying to escape... Roku says, be careful of the toxic fumes. Of course, he gets got by toxic Immediately
0: fumes. Immediately st- <laughs> just like steps on a vent and just, oof.
1: And he looks up through blurry vision and pleads with Sozin, help me. And what does Sozan say?
0: Nah. He says,
1: <laughs> with you gone, suddenly all my dreams are a reality. And he fucking leaves this Yo, man to die.
0: That's so cold.
1: Yeah, it's like cannot imagine
0: that's so freaking evil
1: the pain in roku he probably felt because he knows they were strained but to leave him to die
0: in a very uncomfortable way
1: real bad way yeah last little final touch there that's beautiful is that the roku his connected spirit animal fang is a dragon named fang and it comes in and wraps around Roku right before they are both murdered by the volcanic ash.
0: <laughs> I like how you... <laughs> like, like the volcano... It had it out it. for them. It had, it had an operative mission and that was to kill Roku.
1: First degree.
0: Murder. Mm-hmm. That is the objective. Absolutely. No answer, but not like this was just a coincidental natural disaster. Murder. That Roku got in the way of.
1: Uh-huh. No. A Accompliance to murder. Second no. degree. Uh, uh, Why do I keep saying Avatar? Fire Lord Sozin. He knew what was coming. He, just like Zuko, he paid off the volcano oh. to assassinate Roku.
0: Maybe Sozin triggered it. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows?
1: At the end of this, Zuko says, wait, there has to be more because it ends with Sozin saying, I've searched the rest of my life for the Avatar. The one thing that could end the Fire Nation's war is the Avatar that's born to the Air Nomads. So I massacred all of them but yet i couldn't find the avatar zuko says there's got to be more he goes to iroh says listen this may as well have been the history that everyone knows what are you talking about iroh says no your great-grandfather on your father's side was sozen but your great-grandfather on your mother's side was avatar roku zuko may as well have been hit by a fucking flash grenade
0: emotional (laughs) damage
1: because he's just what (laughs) beautiful i says the battle of good and evil within you has been in your family this whole time you have to make the right choice because they're both inside you you're capable of both and by the way here's the beautiful headdress that avatar roku had it's supposed to be given to the crown prince of the fire nation Elsewhere, when Roku wraps up the story and Aang informs the gang of everything, Toph says it's like the Fire Nation are all born bad, but Aang says no. Again, we go back to what I said earlier. Everyone in the Fire Nation deserves a chance because Roku was Fire Nation and he was such a good person, but he was just as much Fire Nation as the Fire Lord Sozin was. Mm -hmm. Toph questions, do you really think friendship could last multiple lifetimes? you can tell she's like i want to be friends with you all forever oh and sokka mr science goes well
0: technically i don't think that's actually possible Did there-
1: <laughs> and katara says oh sokka just hold our hands Just
0: hold our hands
1: and sokka without even changing because he was holding his chin and looking away he just moves his hand from his chin to holding katara's hand <laughs> in like <laughs> half a second yeah and it just ends so sweetly mm-hmm. let me just get it in in The Legend of Korra, we get to see Aang reborn as Korra. Yep. And we get to see that Zuko, Katara, and Toph all meet Korra. So it's like, it was true. Mm-hmm. They get to see Aang in a different life. Yeah. Which, even though I don't like The Legend of Korra very much, I do like that they followed that through.
0: Yes. That is sweet. The next episode is The Puppet Master. And... Things are getting weird! Things are getting Spooky! He's a little spoopy up in here. I'm a little scared. I'm afraid, and you should be too, because uh, this old hag is out for blood.
1: <laughs> Honestly, pretty creepy.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like it. I'll tell you that I would not like um, blood bending, which is what this this episode gets to reveal. And as the you know we've been learning about the min- the minutia of the bending world and just how pinpoint specific we can get into bending. We learn in this episode that on a full moon, a waterbender has the potential to bloodbend, which is horrifying. Um, Yeah,
1: cannot imagine legitimately horror movies about it. Scary stories about not being in control of your own body. Mm -hmm. Truly scary. Also truly scary in this episode is that Toph hears screaming in the mountains. Oh my
0: God. Ooh, that's spooky. Horror
1: story. You're out in the forest and you just hear screaming. Get the hell out of there. People going missing. In the
0: mountains. Mm-hmm. Yikes.
1: It all turns out to be this old lady, Hama. She talks about bloodbending, as Kayla said. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hama's a freak. Hama's kinky. She a true kinky <laughs> old lady because, hey, blood bending. You know what else has blood in it? That dick. He's pulling his cock out. He's
0: pulling his cock out.
1: Yeah, Hama's a freak. Yeah. You think? She has to have.
0: How do you think she was flirting with that shopkeeper? Right? You know, she's probably making men hard and, all and over the And he probably
1: village. needed that Viagra, so she got it. She Whoop. she said, "Hey, you don't need that blue pill." Whoop. I got you he said, right here. She said, "I didn't
0: realize that I thought she was so attractive, but I guess little keen <laughs> buddy here thinks otherwise."
1: Said, "I ain't got one of these in years. What's good happening?" Vile. You imagine there has to be porn of this happening.
0: I the world is not a not a unique place. Just These thoughts <laughs> have been thought by others, and we know that.
1: Just like, that's also a horror, being rock hard forever. There and are not, people that
0: experience that, and not
1: being in control of it.
0: There are people that experience that.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: Yeah, or like, and I know, or, like with men, it's like perpetual erections. Yeah, Do but for women, out? it's like infinite orgasms. Right, right, right. So that sounds so bad. Yeah, that sounds horrible. That that would be so debilitating.
1: Fucking wild. Either way, can we talk about why Katara hates bloodbending until she loves it?
0: Yeah, she's a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Duh, she's Katara. Anyway, no, she doesn't like bloodbending. One, it's kind of innately evil.
1: Oh yeah, you know, uh, forcing other people to do things against their will. Yeah, Not really on the uh, good side of the spectrum.
0: No, 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 no. But I think it's also like the idea of, wow i just thought of this but it's like a corruption of the purity and the pure nature of water
1: Mm -hmm. like water is
0: probably what some people would perceive besides air probably to be the purest element
1: yeah you can heal with it
0: yeah yeah so this is the opposite of healing
1: Mm -hmm. which is doing harm yeah
0: because from what we can tell blood bending is painful to experience (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone would see it happening on. is like, what the fuck is like, that? They're like shaking. And they're like contorting they're, in weird ways.
0: They're in pain. Um, it builds up by sucking the life out of plants.
1: Yeah, um, just murdering living things. Yeah. Sucking the water out of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, kind of badass. Not going to lie. Uh, yeah. Like, just taking down trees like it's nothing. Pretty impressive. But Katara really does not want to learn this skill. Besides Hama essentially forcing her into the position where she has to do it because Aang and Sokka almost kill each other um, via bloodbending and Katara has to bloodbend Hama in retaliation. And Hama gets her way. Katara bloodbends. Eventually, uh, you know, spins that needle on her moral compass yet again because she's about as consistent as a flip-flop.
1: Yep. So we move on to the next one. The episode is called The Day of Black Sun. It is two parts. And for as important as it is, because it's the invasion of the Fire Nation, it's what they've been building up to since the first episode. Yeah. It doesn't need much explanation.
0: It's an action movie, guys. Because it's
1: mostly just action and fighting. Here are the things that we really like about it and feel like we need to talk about. Sokka... Second-guessing himself, he fails his speech to rally the troops and say the plan and all that. He gets very down on himself. His father has to take over, but once his father is injured, Sokka knows he has to step up, and he shows that he can.
0: Yay, Sokka!
1: Very important. Woo! We definitely see that Katara is strong, and we knew that. She's very strong with the water bending. Yeah. So she does a good job there. She's
0: helpful in the invasion.
1: Oh, yeah. Someone who's not very helpful is Aang, realizing far too late That the city...
0: Is abandoned.
1: Is abandoned. Like, you can tell immediately. But you're flying
0: above everybody.
1: Yeah. You're
0: you're telling me you can immediately do a 180 and be like, you guys, no (laughs) one's here.
1: (laughs) Ayo. And Toph, MVP, finds the underground bunker. Because when Aang says, Fire Lord's gone, Sokka says he wouldn't go too far. Toph says, there's a bunker underground. Good thing I can sense things with my feet.
0: Yay, Toph.
1: And the only other important thing before the most important thing is that Azula distracts Sokka, Aang, and Toph from getting to the Fire Lord while the eclipse is going. Hence the name, the Day of Black Sun. Firebenders didn't have firebending during an eclipse.
0: Eight minutes? Yeah.
1: For like eight minutes. It's a
0: very narrow time that they could be (laughs) successful.
1: And Azula hella distracts them. Oh. Well, I've got Suki trapped. Suki! Okay. How dare you! Damn you! Just ruins all the time they had. Most importantly, it's really about Iro and Zuko. What a mm-hmm. shock that this is what we love. I love it. Iroh escapes his prison cell. This whole time he's been in prison.
0: Acting like a crazy old fat pig of a man.
1: Mm-hmm. Just acting like he lost his mind. The guards hate him, except for one nice lady. He tells her, don't be here tonight, which we all know what that means. We all know
0: what that means.
1: Boy busts himself out of prison. The
0: hell out. With no firebending. With
1: no firebending. Because this man got jacked.
0: Got yoked.
1: But most important is that Zuko writes a letter to Mei, leaves it on her bed, and he confronts his father, Fire Lord Ozai. My man Zuko is the realest of real here. And he ain't taking shit from his father at all. Because Ozai says, get out of here. Zuko says, here's the thing. I'm not taking orders from you anymore. Here's some other things. He gives this beautiful speech that I will give you in a second. But I just want you to think, hmm, does that sound like any country we know of? (laughs) Because Zuko says, growing up, we were taught that the Fire Nation was the greatest civilization in history. And somehow, the war was our way of sharing our greatness with the rest of the world. What an amazing lie that was. The people of the world are terrified by the Fire Nation. They don't see our greatness. They hate us. And we deserve it. We created an era of fear in the world. And if we don't want the world to destroy itself, we need to replace it with an era of peace and kindness.
0: Your uncle has gotten to you, hasn't he?
1: Yes he has oh so beautiful because when ozai tries to yeah. just belittle he his tries feelings, to call him
0: a coward he's like the only reason you're telling me this is because of the eclipse you wouldn't tell me this to well, my face
1: not just that but also when he questions you know you're only thinking this because your uncle told you yeah. this zuko says yes and I'm proud of it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he he finally this, in this is the
0: face turn we've been waiting yeah, for. Again, damn he
1: it. he's finally putting it outward and now openly saying, Iroh is the father figure to me. He I believe in what he believes in. You're
0: not my real dad. Yeah, he he
1: <laughs> he influenced me, not you.
0: Love
1: it. He ends it by saying, "Zuko's going to join the Avatar to take out Ozai." As Kayla was about to say, Ozai mm-hmm. says, "Well, you're only doing all this because there's no." Firebending with the eclipse. Why don't you stay? See how big of a man you are. Mm. Zuko says, you know what? I don't really need to do that because taking you down is the Avatar's destiny. It's not mine.
0: What a king.
1: Zuko dips. Yeah. And and he follows the gang.
0: Mic drop. Mic
1: drop. And he follows the gang. Mic drop. (laughs) As they retreat to the next episode, the Western Air Temple.
0: Which is a really weird temple, by the way. The architecture? It's upside down.
1: Yeah, it's one of those civilizations where they built
0: into the cliffside,
1: into the cliffside which is cool.
0: Yeah, but it's upside down. Why is it upside I down? I don't know how
1: that would work. How do you build something like that?
0: Very carefully. I
1: suppose you start from the top and work down, but that's fucking wild.
0: Yeah, I have no idea how that build, those buildings are even functioning. Is
1: everything just on the ceiling, quote-unquote ceiling, but it's the floor?
0: I don't know, because the building looks like it's upside down, but everything is actually built right side up
1: hmm <laughs> So everything
0: would I'm be
1: on the ceiling, technically. It's like the dream where your house is upside down.
0: I've never had that one, but no? I have had the dream where my house was full of water, but there was always <laughs> a foot of air left at the ceiling, so I could always take little breaths in between.
1: Boom. Boom.
0: hmm
1: Were there little air bubbles that you could put your head in to get more air underwater? No,
0: but I did have a dream that I could be a mermaid. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Western Air Temple, we get to see Zuko try his darn hardest to be good.
1: Yeah, and to somehow some way convince the group of people he's been trying to
0: murder? Murder?
1: Capture and or murder for the past 9 months. Somehow convince them that hey, my bad. That ain't me anymore, man. That's the old me. Also, I can help you guys take out the Fire Lord.
0: Why? Why can you help?
1: Well, as the invasion has failed, Sokka says the new plan is the old plan. You need to learn all four elements. Take on the Fire Lord. Problem is, who's going to teach me fire? Solution is, Zuko's here now.
0: Yay, Zuko!
1: Hello, Zuko here.
0: Oh my god. Oh, he's got very low charisma rolls, doesn't he? Little
1: himbo boy. He's a a himbo with...
0: He's rolling like sixes. (laughs) Maybe an eight.
1: (laughs) It ain't working.
0: It's not going great.
1: The gang obviously hates him, says, No, you did all this bad stuff to us. Katara again references the Fire Nation as if Zuko was there. You
0: killed my mom personally. You shithead. Lady, I was a
1: fucking child when this (laughs) happened. I was like your age when this happened. You you do realize I'm like one to maybe two years older than Mm -hmm. you? Toph is the only level-headed one. Granted, she's been there.
0: She's the freshest one on the team.
1: Yeah, she's experienced Zuko the least. But?
0: But she is also the most, like, clear-headed one.
1: She said, we need a firebending teacher. One just strolls up, and y'all say no?
0: Don't look a gift Horse in the mouth.
1: Yep, that means something. Zuko, accident- <laughs> Zuko also accidentally says that he sicked the cum man on the group.
0: <sighs> He's back. Which is like... The cum busting man.
1: Mm-hmm. And later he says, I should have just lied and said Azula did that. Why the fuck did I tell them that? Why am I so <laughs> Low dumb? Low charisma. It's because you're rolling ones, man. That rolling was that ones was a and one. Thos. That was a one. Yeah, that, it was that not, one was bad. It was not only di- is this not working, but you're going to make it worse.
0: Yep, you said... Any ga- any ground you gained, lost immediately. Uh huh. Oof.
1: Toff accidentally gets burned by Zuko. It's a pure accident. Mm-hmm. The gang says we gotta get rid of him, but the cum man shows up.
0: Not the cum starts man. Starts
1: busting at the gang mm-hmm. from his forehead. Zuko steps in, saves them because it would have hit them. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't privy. No. To the cum man's busting just yet. Zuko saves them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! They work so well. The
1: gang season happens. Sokka takes out the Cum Man with a boomerang to the head.
0: He blows himself up.
1: Boy, busts on himself.
0: Oh, don't you guys hate it when that happens?
1: <laughs> the worst, right? The cleanup.
0: Sometimes you bust yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Zuko survives. They have one more talk. Zuko apologizes. He says, "Listen, earlier." I really was not explaining myself well. But says he knows he has to be careful with fire. Apologizes to Toph. Because with fire bending you have to be extra careful to not hurt those around you. And Aang hears this. Flashes back to when he burned Katara. And says, I think you are supposed to be my teacher. They take a quick vote. They say yes. And Zuko says he will not let them down. Just to once again say... And show that she's a piece of shit and annoying. Katara goes to Zuko and threatens his life. Perfect. Way to go, Katara. Because we know she's a hypocrite. She's acting all upset and scared about this (sighs) bloodbending two episodes ago. But now she wants to control everyone. And openly threatens this guy's life who saved their lives. And is trying to help them. And very visibly is a different person. Yep. I think
0: Katara's a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah you two-faced the next few episodes of the season are the zuko bonding missions now that zuko's on the team he's fully turned face and he's a good guy
0: he's a good guy it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't freaking say that
1: it's time for zuko to bond with the gang and we start off with maybe the most important one
0: i would i would say so (laughs) probably
1: zuko bonding with
0: Mm-hmm. So this episode is called The Firebending Masters. Basically, Zuko's got a mental block that he needs to deal with. He cannot go poo-poo with the fire fire because it's weak. Mm-hmm. He goes puff-puff instead of whoosh-whoosh. And he's like, God damn it. Uh this is not good. If I do not figure this out, I definitely can't teach you how to adequately firebend to, to defeat my father. And Aang's like, well damn, how are we going to do this? And Zuko said, well there was an ancient temple that was here full of the sun warriors a long time ago but it's probably abandoned but we can go check it out there might be information there they go turns out it's not abandoned Mm -mm. they got booby trapped Mm -hmm. and um they plead their case to the sun warriors and they say well if you want to see the masters you have to carry a flame up to them as a offering offering And they will judge your character. If they find that you are lying, you will be killed. And they said, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. And Aang is terrified of burning himself or losing control. And his flame is super weak because he's nervous. And Zuko's just frustrated because he wants to get this over with. They get to see the masters. And the masters are dragons.
1: They're not extinct, baby.
0: They are not extinct like previously they were believed to be. Iroh turns out to have lied to the Fire Nation in saying that he killed the last dragon. He actually protected them. The masters judged Iroh and deemed him worthy. Mm. And Aang and Zuko are instilled with the true nature of fire, which is that fire is life and it is beauty. And it has just as much power to create as it does to destroy. Zuko gets his zing back. He's got Mm -hmm. his mojo going. Aang feels more confident and comfortable. And all is hunky-dory. They get to see some beautiful rainbow fire. It's gorgeous. Zuko understands. I understand. I understand. He gets it. He he doesn't feel like he has to fuel his bending from rage and anger anymore.
1: This man in control.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's hot. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as hot as the ridge, but it's fine. It's and a I, it's a lateral move. We'll take it.
1: And I do want to mention they do the dragon dance.
0: Oh yes, the dragon dance, which is
1: which is a very cool moment. The gang
0: makes fun of them for it because it is a dance, but but it's cool. It's so cool because they get they get a little Dragon Ball Z at the end. Yeah, where they the go dragons towards each other.
1: are dancing with them, and they do like the unification dance.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really cute.
1: Great episode.
0: So so good. It's beautiful. It's probably. One of my favorites, Ooh. easily.
1: Well, we go from that one to the soccer bonding mission.
0: Sokka bond! Apparently,
1: they wanted them to really bond because this one's a two-parter. It's called the Boiling Rock. Named so because that's the name of a prison where the Fire Nation takes political prisoners.
0: It's like the equivalent of Alcatraz. But instead of being on an island, it's in the center of a volcano.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they take people there. Sokka inquires about prisons because he wants to go break out his father. All the adults were captured during the invasion. He asks Zuko, where would it be? Zuko says, boiling rock. Sokka says, all right, I'm not going to go. Psych, I'm going to go. Zuko knows.
0: (laughs) Sokka's a bad liar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they go together.
0: Cute, on a cute little warship.
1: While they go there, Zuko and Sokka very awkwardly aren't saying much until... They finally start to open up and Zuko says he feels really bad about leaving Iroh. He says he betrayed him. How could he do that? He probably hates him. Sokka says, yeah, that's rough. Zuko talks about leaving the Fire Nation and how he left his girlfriend, May. Sokka says that mean-looking girl. (laughs) Zuko's like, hell yeah, that's my girl. Love her. Probably
0: should not have broken up with her via letter.
1: Mm -hmm. Sokka (laughs) says... My first girlfriend turned into the moon. Oof. Zuko's response is bewilderment followed by the phrase that's rough buddy. <laughs> Cuz what do you really how say? How do
0: you how do you respond to that? <laughs> My girlfriend turned into the moon. She brought... Sure she did, dude. Sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Sure.
0: I mean, Zuko probably I mean, Zuko knows was... about it, right? Yeah, I would think he wasn't there. But...
1: Iroh would have told him. I mean, he
0: was there, but he wasn't.
1: And he saw Yue, right? I
0: don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, he did. I guess.
1: And now she's just never around.
0: She's, in the... <laughs> she's she, the moon. <laughs> she's actually a fish, right? <laughs>
1: no, she's the moon.
0: And the moon. She's both. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when they get to the prison, things go quick. They dress as guards to try and get Sokka's father, who isn't there... But Suki is there, okay. so that's good. And then later, by the end of the first half, Sokka's dad is there. Even better. They have to work together with a prisoner who finds out they're trying to escape. So he gets to escape with them. While they're doing that, Zuko gets caught. Mei's uncle is the warden of this prison. So May shows up and is mad at Zuko. How could you break up with me via letter? What the hell are you doing betraying your nation? Zuko says, I don't really I feel bad, but I don't really care about the Fire Nation anymore. Azula and Ty Lee show up in time to try and stop Zuko and Sokka and the whole gang from getting away. While this happens, Mei has a change of heart. She turns from heel to face and helps Zuko and them get away. Mm-hmm. Azula tries to take Mei out. She was going to fucking kill her.
0: Yes. Sh- Jesus. She Azula the- was going to snipe her ass.
1: She had the lightning ready on deck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Ty Lee... Then chair shot, (laughs) fucking chair to the back of Azula, Mm -hmm. and she turns face. She's a good guy now. And she grabs May and says, we got to get out of here, but it's too late. They're arrested. And this is the jumping point for Azula's paranoia as Zuko and Sokka and everyone else gets away.
0: Yeah, baby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The final-ish bonding mission is the uh next episode which is the southern raiders katara has hit her breaking point mentally for living in a world where the person who is responsible for her mother's death is still allowed to breathe i guess i don't know i i am very confused by katara because she claims to be a peaceful person who wants the good of like the world i don't know i she's just a hypocrite
1: she, oh yeah and she is. just
0: I don't know. The,
1: the whole jumping off point is that everyone's laughing, having a good time. Zuko's giving everyone tea. And yeah,
0: everybody's like on Zuko's talking side now. About, They've accepted him into the group.
1: Yeah, they're t- Zuko's talking about Iroh and trying to tell a joke and all that. And then Zuko makes a joke like, oh, I could make it like old times. I could chase you around. Mm-hmm. And everyone fucking laughs. Yeah, it's fucking it's funny. funny. It's it funny. It is funny. And Katara's the fucking party pooper. Yeah, like, she's got to just ha, ha, shit
0: in her own sandwich. My
1: mom's dead. <sighs> Lady, if you don't, can you fucking stay home?
0: I wish you would have. stayed You don't want to
1: have fun, don't go out.
0: Yeah, it's annoying. She's just at the, at the end of her rope, I guess, and just has to go kill this guy. Um, Aang is very upset by this. He's like, "What do you, what are you doing, Katara? Like, what do you think revenge is gonna help you with this?" And then Zuko's like, huh, I don't know how to get her on my side." Sokka, what do you think I should do? And he's like, well, we, we basically know kind of what the guy looks like that killed our mom. I don't like we're talking about it. Katara loves talking about it. Uh- <laughs> basically, Zuko gains the information that the people that were responsible for their mother's murder is the leader of the Southern Raiders. And Sokka offers his help to Katara to track this guy down and snuff him out, basically. Oh, sorry, Zuko does. So Zuko and Katara go on a little mission. Aang is not happy about it, but they go anyway. So they track this guy down. Katara immediately bloodbends this guy. Hey, turns out that's not the dude. But yeah, she... what happened
1: to those morals on huh? yeah. Katara? Just immediately, oh, I don't like doing this except when I like doing it.
0: Bloodbends. And then they manipulate him. They're like, who's the guy we're actually looking for? He folds like a house of cards. They go find this sad old man who's being verbally abused by his elderly mother, living what seems to be a shit life. Katara confronts him, says, do you remember me? He says, oh, yeah, I do now, like you were that water tribe girl. And she reveals, my mother lied to you. She wasn't the last water bender in our tribe. I was. And then she holds him at ice point. I don't I guess that's what it would be called. She like stops the rain around them, turns it into this bubble and then turns it into like razor sharp shards of glass, but can't pull the trigger and kill this guy and just decides to let him go. And that's it. But she feels better, right?
1: I mean, yeah, she forgives Zuko. What she doesn't do is make up for the fact that earlier she tells Sokka that he didn't love their mother as much as she did. Yep. Which uh they should have fucking had Katara do that cuz
0: That's not okay.
1: It's not okay, and uh, she never brings up the fact that Sokka's mom also died. It's always her, her, her. Yeah. So uh, that probably would have been a good thing. That, for me, would have been a good thing for her to do, was to say, Hey, brother, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean it. I
0: didn't mean that. I was speaking out of my feelings.
1: But there's more fun here to be had, because while this episode, yes, achieves the goal of Zutara bonding. And at the end, Zuko questions Aang. What are you going to do when you fight my father? If you're
0: if you're a pacifist, what are you going to do? If you're not down
1: for murder, what are you going to do? But the more fun thing here is, what could this episode have been?
0: Ooh-wee.
1: So what could it have could been? Could
0: have been delicious. Could have been yishmacksy. Could have been everything it wasn't. This is our mini fanfic, guys. Get ready. This could have been pretty much could have happened the same however on the return trip they would probably talk about you know why she didn't end up going through with it and
1: bloodbending that was wild yeah
0: like what the hell
1: what else can you yeah
0: because never seen that
1: no he's like <laughs> just, did you just fucking like mind
0: bend that dude like what was that anyway they'd probably talk about it Katara would you know they'd get on a more lighthearted subject And Katara would probably make fun of Zuko for, you know, supposedly being a good guy now. But um, he was all for killing this random guy. But then Zuko would respond with like, hey, I still have some bad left in me.
1: And he goes right for the kiss. Oh, Mm. sheesh. Get in there, dog. Put your tongue in her mouth. Sheesh. Tongue in her mouth.
0: Katara would love it.
1: Oh, she would. Mm -hmm.
0: But then things would be awkward when they got back.
1: Do that whole thing where they're yeah. like, that eh, trip was good. And, we didn't kiss. And yes, of, we kissed. We definitely it. Kind of kissed. avoid each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it'd be it'd be great. And then Katara would probably end up telling the group, like, yeah, we, we kissed. I don't really know what's going to happen, but we kissed. And Aang would be looking real sad.
1: Yeah, Aang would be... If you've seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> Aang would be Quasimodo in the scene where uh, he gets his heart fucking broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just, like, oh, falls God. and, like, can't stand mm-hmm. clutching. It's just, oh, God.
0: Yep. <laughs> but it'd be fine.
1: It's fine because uh, Aang and Toph should be together Yay!
0: anyways. Yeah, we ship Tang. Tang is oh, our other. Tang, range.
1: that's that space juice.
0: Ah, uh, yes, with the monkey on
1: it? With the orangutan. Oh,
0: it was an orangutan. Nice. Love it.
1: Next important episode. In a controversial... I didn't even know this before we talked about this. Here we are. But, I mean, picture Quasimodo. Now put my head on Quasimodo. Oh, my God. Taking you're just dramatic. emotional damage. But right before the finale, the four-part finale called Sosin's Comet, is the episode The Ember Island Players. It is an episode where... The gang gets one last little bit of relaxation. They still get a lot of character building. They do. And they are confronted by their past mistakes and sort of some awkward things that they have going on with Aang and Katara's relationship and the whole Zutara thing. But they go to a play put on by the Amber Island Players that is essentially a recap of the entire series. But from the perspective of the Fire Nation. So this episode is Fire Nation Propaganda. We get to see the gang made fun of by the Fire Nation, and we get to see most of the very important events. By the end of it, the gang feels more bonded and ready for what's coming, but I just like this episode because it's a nice, quick little reprieve. It's a quick little deep breath before the finale. And it's, you know, it's just, just... It's such a great way to recap the series. Because with long series like this, you need a final recap.
0: A refresh.
1: That little build-up. Especially since this was an episodic week-by-week thing. It's just a nice little, hey, it's all about to end. Enjoy these characters a little more.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really care too much for this episode. I think it's, it's useful. I just am not like, oh, you know, I really want to watch this episode. It's just kind of, it's, it's a meh. All me. right. Well, it's just a synopsis, so it's fine. But like yeah, you but said, there like- there are character developing points. They do have to confront like their inner circle issues, which is good. But overall, not my favorite episode.
1: I mean, Zuko- It is funny.
0: There are some good lines from Zuko and Sokka and Toph in there, so it's pretty
1: fun. Yeah, Zuko says, we're seeing all of our worst parts. Yeah. How, I don't know. I I just love it. It's fantastic.
0: I do like that Toph is portrayed by a big hunky man. That is very funny to me. Yeah,
1: and ultimately, we get to see the what-if scenario, and the gang does too, because at the end, when they catch up to where they are, they think the play's over. But psych, Fire Nation wrote their ending, which is Ozai triumphing, Azula killing Zuko mm-hmm. and Ozai killing Aang and the Fire Nation takes over the world. So it's a nice little uh oh. Yeah, hope that's, we succeed.
0: That's pretty scary. That's a good wake up call. Speaking of a wake up call, here comes the comet again.
1: Very nice. Blazing
0: through the sky like a memory. Mm. This is going to be really bad.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not good.
1: We've reached the finale of the series, Sozen's Comet. A four-part banger.
0: It goes bang, 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 bang. Because there's four parts.
1: Let me just run you down the important parts and then we'll get to the things that are important to us. Yeah. To take a quick step back, Aang is still struggling with having to kill Ozai. Does he or does he not have to? Zuko is not excited about everyone taking things so lightly. That's because they thought they were going to move their second invasion back a little bit after the comet shows up because Aang's not ready. Zuko says, not a good idea. Fire Nation's going to use the comet to uh, eradicate the Earth Nation the way they did the Air Nomads. Everyone says, why didn't you tell us? Zuko says, why didn't you tell me that you changed the plan? Yikes. Aang, Crisis, cannot even kill a watermelon that's supposed to be the Fire Lord. So he disappears.
0: He goes and... Swims to a little island.
1: He swims to an island that we later find out is a fucking lion turtle. Lion
0: turtle! Woohoo!
1: While he disappears off the face of the earth, the rest of the gang tries to find him. They can't, but they use the sheer shoe to track down Uncle Iroh.
0: Yay, Iroh! Stinky flip-flop.
1: Mm-hmm. So Zuko and Iroh are reunited in a beautiful, beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it right now.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Because... They finally get there and you can tell that Zuko is nervous and he stands outside of the tent and he stops and he can't take a step further. Katara says, what's wrong? Zuko says, he hates me. I know he does. How am I going to make it up to him? How am I going to be able to see my uncle after everything I did to him? Katara says, you know, I don't think he hates you. I'm sure he'll be happy to see you. And the whole gang knows that Iroh's a good guy. Yeah, so especially she, tough. And she said as much in the Ember Island Players. Mm-hmm. Zuko finally, through these words, walks in. Iroh's asleep. He waits until he wakes up. When he wakes up, Zuko immediately like starts tearing up. And he's like, Uncle, I'm so sorry for everything I did. I'm so, so sorry. You were so nice to me. And I messed up. And how can I even begin to make it up? And, Zuko, and Iroh interrupts him and just grabs him and pulls him in for a tight hug oh like a father son hug so cute and zuko's like i don't understand I, why you're not mad at me i thought you would be so upset and iroh says that he was never mad at him he was just afraid that he lost his way oh but he found it again and better yet he did it by himself big embrace iroh and boomy master piandao master paku and John John. zhong zhong Revealed that they are the Order of the White Lotus. We
0: are the White Lotus! We're the Rock!
1: They are a group of masters who believe that knowledge is for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not tied to a nation. And they're going to take back bossing. Ba Say, The gang splits up. Sokka, Suki, Toph go on and take out the warships. Zutara goes to take on Azula. That way Zuko can become Fire Lord. And Aang's
0: sitting on a lion turtle.
1: <laughs> Aang's fucking sitting on a lion turtle, just having a tough time. Yeah. In short, he meditates, he talks to all the past avatars, or at least not not all of them, a that few would be too many. A few of them. He goes through all the elements. He talks to Roku, Kiyoshi, Korin, and Yang Chen. All of them give him a little bit of advice. Roku says he should have been more decisive. AKA should have killed Sozin. Kiyoshi says she would kill anyone because only justice will bring peace. Korin says Aang has to be active. He can't just sit this one out. And yang Chen, who Aang was hoping to find some unity with because she was the last air nomad avatar, she says that while the gurus teach that the airbenders could detach themselves from the world and fly in the air because they have no attachments to this world, the Avatar can never do that because the Avatar is tied to the world permanently mm-hmm. and pretty much says Aang has to sacrifice his own morals because he's not the important one the future of the world is. Yep. So Aang really doesn't get any He help. gets
0: no good news.
1: Mm-hmm. But the good news comes in the form of the lion turtle talking to him and touching his forehead and his heart. Significance of that and the green light that comes out of him in a little bit because it is time for our final points Mm -hmm. the first of which is that azula has lost her damn mind
0: she's freaking bonkers now her father is going to become the phoenix king Mm -hmm. good jesus because he's
1: gonna burn this world down and in the ashes ashes he will be reborn as the ultimate ruler of the whole world
0: Yay! Anyway, so Azula becomes mini king, aka <laughs> Fire Lord, immediately loses her her shit with paranoia, and fires everybody, including the Dai Li.
1: Yep.
0: Which is a that's a fucking wild choice, to to fire your secret service.
1: So you know what?
0: You're crazy. And then Can't she cuts her all. hair. She sees her mother in the reflection of the mirror and her mom is obviously not there. Yeah, she goes insane.
1: She's gone off the deep end. A hundred and twenty Which works out
0: great for Zutara. So, mm-hmm.
1: Because we have the final two fights, the big ones, the first of which is the final Agni Kai. Zutara shows up. Zuko says, hmm, as he's looking at a wild looking Azula, Hmm. something's weird about her
0: her hair looks like shit today Mm -hmm. this is gonna go well for me
1: (laughs) Azula challenges to the Agni Kai Zuko knows he's got this he Mm -hmm. says yes confident king and keep in mind Sozin's comet is popping so all the firebending we see from this point on is like
0: insanity
1: huge this final Agni Kai is beautiful it's so pretty because we get Azula's blue fire and Zuko's orange fire Mm mm-hmm and we get to see Azula, who's normally controlled and perfect. Yeah, is super just precise. throwing wild punches and wild moves. And the whole time, ugh, it's so fucking sick. Azuko's just, he's grounded. He's like breaking all her offense. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing some offense back, yeah. But it's almost like he's only throwing it back as like a...
0: It's like a side effect.
1: Yeah. It's like he he he's trying to win, but he's very minimal in his offense. He's mostly just like
0: what is it it's very uh bruce lee like very going yeah, with the flowing. flow he's flowing like he's, water he's flowing like hey. water there you go hey, yeah, yeah. so he's he's just kind of going with her motions and then returning that back to her uh-huh. which is what iroh taught him to do oh,
1: so good so what a series ah! and, it's just, <laughs> and like there's no there's no uh voice it's all just this no. beautiful orchestrated music that's Playing over this fight and the other important fight that we'll talk about in a second, Zuko, yeah, I cannot express how cool it is to see him just breaking all her offense and he's just winning and wearing her down and she's starting to panic because she's supposed to be perfect and stronger than him.
0: And she knows she's losing.
1: Oh, yeah. And,
0: And that's driving her even crazier.
1: So it finally comes when Zuko breaks their silence and tells Azula... What, we got no lightning today? You know, what's the matter? Are you holding back? (laughs) Yeah, are you afraid that I'll redirect it? And he's ready. Because he knows he can do it. He redirected it from his father, who's supposed to be stronger than Azula, right? Mm -hmm. Zuko's good. But the problem is that Katara is there.
0: God damn you, Katara.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's not, you know, Azula's the one who did it. Yes. She's supposed to be Agni Kai 1v1, but she turns, sees Katara. I mean,
0: Katara hasn't interfered at all. No, at no, this no, because she so. knows what's up. Yeah, she knows if She knows a her man's thing. got
1: it. Azula goes for the lightning to Katara. Zuko.
0: Oh, this is so sad.
1: And then it could be so much it better. It could be so much better we'll if they it. were we'll romantically talk. involved. We'll talk about it because he dives. He does the classic yelling no. No. And he absorbs the lightning.
0: Into his, like, heart.
1: Yeah, he takes it in the air, which means he's not grounded. No. And he's able to redirect it. He saves Katara, but he's injured. He's on the ground, Oof. like, he's feeling the electricity still. And he's twitching, and he's got this mark on his chest. Katara runs over to try and heal him. But now it's Azula versus Katara. And Katara's smart. We will. We will give her that, obviously. we. It's not like we think Katara's total ass. No, 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 no. Because she is a great, great waterbender.
0: When it comes to fighting, she's very effective.
1: Very tactical because she sees the water underground or underneath her, gets Azula to stand on top of it, then she freezes them both, is able to manipulate the water to tie Azula up with a chain, and Azula is defeated. You
0: subdued. It is a shame that they didn't decide to go with the Zitara storyline because this could have been like the pinnacle moment. I think it's, like, the moment that should have happened instead of what happened at the end. But when Zuko takes that lightning for her and then she wins against Azula, like, it would be nice if she, like, ran up to take care of Zuko. And then they, like, finally admitted their feelings for each other and kissed. Like, ugh, oh, It would have been the best. But they didn't do it.
1: She heals them and yeah. they look at each other. And they're, they're good. already.
0: And she's, like, scared that he's going to die.
1: And he was afraid that she was going to die. Like, he almost sacrificed his life for her. Honestly, he probably
0: should have died, if we're being honest. No, don't
1: you dare. Not my baby boy.
0: He took, like, unprotected damage.
1: Well, it's not unprotected. He redirected it. I guess. He didn't absorb it. Not
0: super well.
1: Well, yeah, but he did it. Best
0: he could. Ugh, what could have been?
1: Would have been so good. Would have been so much better. Now we're finally at the ultimate battle. Woo. Fire Lord Ozai versus Avatar Aang. Aang shows up. He's dropped off by the Lion Turtle, and Ozai sees him. He burns all his clothes and freaking like jets over to Aang.
0: Yeah, he's like, I gotta be sexy for this fight.
1: I'm gonna get my abs out. Okay. The ladies are watching.
0: Mark Hamill said, <laughs> I'm not holding back for this one.
1: Fight is on. It's got two stages. It does. First stage is horrifying
0: Ozai. fire stage
1: powered up by the comet is just going in on ang
0: so scary
1: ang is the rat being chased by the cat and he is losing oh yeah he's kind of doing what zuko's doing trying to break all the offense mm-hmm. and just survive but he's doing far worse than zuko did
0: yeah he's fighting scared right now
1: he's fighting scared he's losing he puts himself in a rock And just tries to wait it out, but that's not going to work. (gasps) No. Ozai is winning. He's just hitting this rock. He's having a great time. Guess what happens? In a absolutely ridiculous
0: stroke
1: of of luck for Aang, the rock explodes and sends him flying backwards. And his burn mark from the lightning on his spine perfectly hits a rock and this unlocks his avatar state. Yeah,
0: it like, the the chakra block that he had is now unblocked via rock.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. That was a
0: lot of ca ka ka sounds, but yeah. That's nice,
1: good, though. <laughs> good alliteration. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it unlocks flash of lightning, white eyes. This man is fully avatared up. Sheesh. And now, the fucking cat has now been transformed into a rat. Mm-hmm. And Aang... Is the new... Predator. Nice. Because now the fight becomes Avatar Aang fully powered up.
0: He's so scary.
1: This man does his big Avatar show of power. Puts a dome of air around him. Gets spirals of earth, fire, and water around him. And just goes after the Fire Lord. Ozai's fucking dipping. He's visibly scared on his face. And, I mean, Aang is doing wild shit. He you makes...
0: S- you said he basically makes himself into a spaceship. Yeah. It's like he's in a
1: little, like, battle UFO. Because ev- the air stops him from being hit by anything. He's literally just, like, running through rocks. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything. Nothing phases him. No. He makes rocks into, like, a fucking machine gun. So scary. Sends little tiny pebbles.
0: Meanwhile, Ozai, out here, bare chest. Yeah. No shoes. Like, Fuck,
1: I should have kept that shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> should have kept my armor. Uh-huh seriously again but he's
0: flying oh yeah he, like he's, fucking iron man so i mean they're he's both surviving
1: wildly. but the beautiful music is playing like the Agni kai but again it ends ang traps ozai he's speaking with the voices of all the avatars scary at once always a scary moment so
0: intimidating
1: says that ozai and his bloodline has disrupted the balance of the world it's time for him to go down Ozai thinks he's about to die by all four elements going right through his fucking brain. So
0: good, Lord. Can you imagine? Would have
1: been insane. His
0: pants are full of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little stinky.
1: A little stinky Stinky. in there. Oh, this (laughs) man. He shit himself.
0: Toff pulls up at the end. She's like, Oh, my God. Oh, Oh,
1: fuck. He shit himself.
0: He shit his pants.
1: Yeah. But Aang takes over. He instead says, No, I ain't doing it this way. Ozai tries to get one last dig, says you're the most powerful being on the earth, but still you're so weak. Aang traps him, puts his thumbs on his forehead and his heart. And what does he do? We got a deus ex machina. We
0: love an 11th hour, let's just change the rules of this universe.
1: The lion turtle says, oh, you suddenly have a problem about killing him? Guess what? Here's a way to not kill him.
0: Here's a new form of bending.
1: It's called energy bending, and he's able to bend... I don't know, the fucking soul of Ozai? I guess, I yeah. I know they say the energy, but that's like his fucking essence. And steals the ability to bend fire from Ozai, essentially making him a regular person. The Fire Lord is defeated. Hooray! Aang won. Big finale. Big finish. Everyone's excited. The ending. Zuko is crowned Fire Lord. Hooray, he's, he's Zuko! Friend, friends with Aang.
0: Daddy Zuko is now King Zuko.
1: Beautiful because he says, it's wild to think that a year ago, my sole purpose in life was to track you down. And he says, and now, and Aang finishes his sentence, he says, and now we're friends. Aww.
0: Yeah, we
1: are friends. Big bro hug.
0: Just like their great-grandfathers. Kind Beautiful. Of. It's not really Aang's great but you know what I mean.
1: Just like Aang in the past life yeah. and Zuko's great-grandfathers. Zuko gives a great speech talking about reshaping the world unity, together love, unity love, mm-hmm. and Iroh finally gets his tea shop and bossing say oh everyone's there
0: what's it called the jasmine dragon yeah nice
1: Sokka makes a nice drawing of everyone that isn't so nice looking everyone's making fun of him but Toph gets the final words keep in mind she is blind and she says well I think you all look perfect <laughs> big pop Yay. And we get the final kiss, as Uh-oh. avatars love.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> as avatars love culminates, Aang and Katara finally seal their relationship, and we get the end in the sky. Right. We made it. Woo-hoo. There's one final thing. Yes. If you can bear to listen to Eddie go on about something he loves a bit longer, there's one final thing that I need to say. Say it. Because you think about show-dependent, the whole crux of this is why is this so important to you. And for me, the series, yes. Aang, Toph, Sokka, Katara, a bunch of the other characters. Yes, they're awesome. They're great. But for me, Zuko and Iroh are the reason this show is so good.
0: They are the reason for the season.
1: They are the absolute formula for the best characters ever. We don't often see antagonists fleshed out in the way that they were especially in western animation no and even more so for kids and at the time that this show came out so this was o five o six, yeah the first season showed ira was nice so the question was how was he fire nation and zuko started to hint at good things and hint that he was ultimately a good guy in the first season And then in the second season, we have the turn of them becoming fugitives. And they're not really the main antagonist anymore. They're also in trouble. And Zuko having to be alone and learn for himself was just fantastic. I mean, we see in the first season, second season, Iroh constantly helps the gang. And they don't see him as a bad guy. No. They often question, why is he Fire Nation? and oh One you're... of
0: these things is not like the other. <laughs> and
1: they tell Zuko, like, yeah, your uncle's amazing, and he's such a good guy, and he's so nice. It's because they didn't really know his past and his pain and all that stuff. Mm. And that's what makes Iroh so good, is because he went through all that. And he yep. was a different man, and he chose a better life, and well, he chose to be kind. And he
0: Just like Zuko chose.
1: Exactly. Oh, so (laughs) fucking good. And season three is obviously Zuko's true redemption. And he now openly says that Iroh influenced him and that he was his true father. And Zuko, just like Kayla said, chooses to be good and joins gang. And he finally is the person. What?
0: Joins gang. It's like... (laughs) Gang. It's like Avatar. It's like Team Avatar, but it's it's Gang and it's Ang with a G at the front. So yeah, it's that's like, the whole point. That's the pun.
1: That's that was the purpose. That's what Avatar fans call the group. They call it the Gang.
0: I didn't know. That's that. That's why I've been
1: saying it this whole time.
0: I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I thought you were just calling them as a group. Like, hey, the Gang's on here. I didn't know that was a ship thing. Like the the fandom made that up. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Fake fan. Give me a sticker on my forehead that says fake fan. Oh, no, wow. No,
1: no, Well, at it's least fine. I
0: figured it out right now. There we go. I learned something with you guys today. You're welcome.
1: It just seems to me that Zuko especially was the prototype for villains now because it seems as though all new villains, especially in Western animation. Yeah. They have to be more fleshed out, which is good, but they almost always have to be made sympathetic in some way. Mm-hmm. There are no there are no like truly, truly evil villains these days it seems, where they're just evil because they like being evil. Yeah.
0: Well so, it's boring.
1: Yeah. It is, but sometimes it's just fun. Because, like, yeah. I mean like especially classic Disney, like Scar was just evil. He was just an evil guy.
0: I thought he was hot.
1: Yeah, but he was just a bad guy. And that's why. You know, there was nothing good about him. He was just evil. He had good
0: taste. So like Ursula, <laughs> Ursula. Yeah, you're is just right. Evil. No, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, modern audiences want more gray area, less mm-hmm. black and white, more gray.
1: And I'm saying it started with Zuko.
0: And Iroh.
1: And that is Avatar: The Last Airbender.
0: Hooray! <laughs> Defining the relationship. This show has grown on me over the years, for sure. Um, Avatar is such a comfort show for me now. And every time I watch it, it just, like, helps me escape the world. But it also gives me perspective on my own life and what I'm going through in the moment. It's, It's really cool. It's great that this show can help me cry if I need to cry or remind me to be brave or it can help me stay grounded and it can also remind me to do some self-care especially when Iro's talking. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. This show is kind of like self-care in a nutshell for me. Like I look at this as if this was a relationship it'd be like a favorite stuffed animal for me and anybody who knows me personally knows I love plushies and how well I take care of my stuffed animals. I just know it's always going to be there for me as a source of comfort and love, and I will always display my my love of this show with pride. I really, really think that Avatar The Last Airbender is one of the best forms of media in our generation, without a doubt. And I'm very happy to get to rewatch it every time uh, we sit down and pop it in the DVD player or stream it online. It's great, and... I really hope that if you haven't watched the show, what we've talked about together would encourage you to watch it because I think everybody has something they can gain from this show because it is full of lightheartedness, but also amazing lessons. So I love this show. I'm definitely show dependent.
1: Yeah, to put it simply, Avatar The Last Airbender is one of my favorite things ever, and it's a TV show that I truly love. From the banger episodes to the amazing music and the best characters ever, this show is everything to me. It's a near-perfect TV series that I am fully show-dependent on. Truly a comfort show. The music always draws a subconscious response from me. I hear Leaves from a Vine. The tears start welling up. No! I hear Avatar's Love and I'm suddenly just whisked away to some weird mixture of nostalgia and hope for the future and i just feel taken to somewhere else where everything is going to be okay as i've said a few times now zuko and iro are two of my favorite characters ever period i could talk about this show for hours day after day you have <laughs> I honestly feel like i could do more i know, you know it's it's crazy anytime anyone says they're an avatar fan i'm instantly like cool let's talk about this for hours right now let's talk about how good this show is without this show my life would be worse i definitely fully believe that cannot wait to watch the show again and continue to share my love of it with others so thank you for listening
0: hooray
1: and that is it Let me say it again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, to this series, for giving Show Dependent a chance to entertain you, to bond with you, and to maybe get you to experience some new things. Yeah. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, download our episodes, listen, and spread the word with your family, your loved ones, your own gang.
0: I now know what that means. Yes, you do. Hooray!
1: (laughs) Tell them that they can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Show Dependent Pod. That is S-H-O Dependent Pod. If you want to follow myself, if you want to talk about Avatar more and ask me questions and how I feel, and just really, you know, you want to listen to more of me, just gush.
0: You know, I think everybody (laughs) does.
1: Well... You can follow me on Twitter, on Twitch. The name is Victor V. Sweet, and my other half, Kayla. Mm-hmm. Where can you be found?
0: You can find me sitting in a park, sipping on tea, and watching old men play pie show. Mm. You can also find me on Twitter at DJ And that's it, guys. That's the end of Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: As always, want to give you a little teaser. I'm a product of the 90s. And a lot of 90s anime would give you a teaser, do the classic, next time. So, next time on Show Dependent, we are going to be covering a video game that was such a surprise that for a man such as myself who has been playing video games his whole life, this video game completely floored me. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's so inventive, the story it tells I think is beautiful, and... We're loving it so much on the second playthrough, I can't wait to play it a third time.
0: Mm-hmm. And as somebody who hasn't played many video games at all, I found it very enjoyable as well.
1: Yeah, it does a little bit of everything and we'll tell you more about it because the next episode is on It Takes Two. Let's end things as always with a quote from the book of Iroh. <laughs> Perfection Perfection and power power are are overrated. overrated. I think you you are are very wise to choose happiness and love.
0: My cat recently um, passed away. We had to put her down. So um, we would like to dedicate this series to her memory. And um, just a reminder for you all to also live um, with peace and love. Thank you.